Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for the unofficial 40. Soonerscoop.com's very official recruiting podcast featuring Soonerscoop.com recruiting publisher, Josh McQuistian. Get your recruiting fix from the leader in Sooner Recruiting. It's the unofficial 40 with your hosts, Soonerscoop.com publishers, Gary Murdoch and Josh McQuistian. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for the unofficial 40, uh, another edition, the five-star challenge edition as we are headed to Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to be headed out tomorrow. The guys will be doing OU's Elite Camp tomorrow. Uh, on Wednesday, I'm saying, and then on Thursday, uh, OU Satellite Camp's down. Or I'm try- Am I screwing this up? No, you're right. In Dallas Thursday, on Thursday, satellite camps and on Thursday. everybody in Atlanta on Friday. So uh, I will. Uh, I get to do the fun stuff. I get to go to the publishers' convention and sit there as NCAA tells us not to cheat for five hours or whatever. So thanks, guys. Although I won't. I won't miss. Take a bunch of notes. I will not miss the the cauldron that is the South Grand Prairie Stadium field. God, do you remember how hot it was last year? Oh, it was brutal. It was like a hundred and five down there, and then a hundred and twenty down on the field. And Joe, Eddie, it's coming because I, I was talking to somebody the other day at Mustang. Literally every day of ball I've seen this spring was very reasonable. Like, I mean, you know, maybe pushing 90, but we haven't had that 102 degree mm-hmm. day yet. So it's coming. Like, we're going to get hammered these next few days. I'm going to have to sport the midriff then, I guess. Go with the crop top. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have a henna tattoo around your belly button, do you? Not yet. Tramp stamp on the back or something. There's always time. You've got tonight, Joe. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, what we're here to talk about mainly is the uh, the five star challenge. Uh, this year, we're going to have it in Atlanta. Uh, it normally have it in Baltimore, which is home of Under Armour, uh, but the Ravens are going through some renovations on their stadium, so uh, we are having it at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Uh, and Josh, uh, it's probably would you say this is the best year for Sooner fans to follow along with the Rivals Five Star Challenge? Oh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, you've got the three commitments, Chris Robison, Trey Brown, and Trajan Bandy, which I think we're all excited to see Trajan Bandy in person because we all love what we see on tape. And then you throw in, I I mean, it's no exaggeration to say 15 to 20 other guys that OU is seriously involved with from five stars like Joseph Lewis and James Robinson down to, uh, you know, a guy like Chuck Filiaga that's moving into the Dallas area. So there are a ton of guys for us to cover, I, you know, I've said it a lot of different times, but the four of us are going to be very busy through this weekend. Well, and let's go right to kind of some of the guys that uh, that, that you're looking most forward to seeing. I mean, uh, I can tell you that it's, just, it's been really bad because I've had to go by myself last, I don't know, two or three years because OU's camps are always at the exact same time, and uh, we want to have our best resources covering, you know, the best possible um, situation, so that means I get the crap job of going up there and uh, 
well, let's face it, they haven't had a whole lot of five stars that they've been looking at recently, and it's starting to change a little bit, but, you know, it, we get to see some guys come back that I saw a year ago, guys like Isaiah Pryor, uh, Jeff Okuda was up there last year, um, uh, Wyatt Davis is a guy that uh, got to see last year, I, I don't really know that OU's all that involved anymore, but um, Josh just kind of start us out and tell us some of the guys up there that, that really you're looking most, most forward to seeing. Well, you know, for me, and I think we're all the same in these kind of events, you know, I can see guys in Texas and Oklahoma and Louisiana and some of those areas pretty easily. And, you know, I usually make a trip out to California. But seeing some of the guys that I, I just can't go drive and see are always the guys I'm most excited about. I mentioned Joseph Lewis. He's currently, you know, number 19 in the country, a five-star uh, from Los Angeles Hawkins and has already said he's going to use one of his official visits for Oklahoma. Now, I had been told for a while that Oklahoma wasn't, you know, that truly engaged there, but I think he's been so interested and in being the caliber of player he is, OU just couldn't walk away from him. So that they're going to go ahead and try to kind of push on him and see if they can maybe kind of make something happen there. And he's got another teammate. I mean, it's that's the way it is in L.A. He literally has a wide receiver teammate that is a five-star in the 2018 class. So this one high school is just basically throwing jump balls all day, every day, and probably winning a lot of games doing it. So that's one of the guys I want to see. Uh, a guy that has moved into the Texas area that um, I'm anxious to see but have never seen before is Chuck Filiaga, the uh, big offensive lineman that's actually moving in uh, at Aledo, the, you know, the small school powerhouse. Uh, in the Fort Worth area, and never seen him before, but a massive guy, has already visited Oklahoma. He's been there, um, came in the spring with his uh, mother and his girlfriend, and it seems like everything went well with that visit. I get the impression he plans to return, um, and I think he's one of those guys that maybe Oklahoma really feels they've got a good chance to have to fill that offensive tackle uh, need that they have. Another one in that same vein is Adrian Ely from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Another guy, I had a chance to see him at the New Orleans uh, Under Armour camp, but OU wasn't that involved with him at that point. So I wasn't that connected to what I was watching. I, you know, I saw him, kind of thought he had some tools, but I'm really anxious to get to see him up close and really get a better feel. But I, again, I mean, I don't want to dominate this conversation because there's so many guys to talk about. And I'm excited to hear from Joe, who's actually doing his first five-star and maybe some of the guys he wants to see. Yeah, uh, some guy, you, the person I'm most anxious to see, and you, you touched on a lot of them, uh, but is an Oklahoma commit is Trajan Bandy. Uh, his tape is something that I think we all can agree on is is something that was special. I mean, it, it's something that you don't see all the time. It's You get a few plays in and you quickly realize, okay, we're watching somebody who's playing the game at, a, at a, like I said, a different level than what you're used to seeing. But sometimes that doesn't always translate onto the field. So uh, even though we have heard from national guys in Miami who have seen him on the field, they say, look, we, he's taking over games at cornerback. We've heard national rivals guys tell us that, which gets you excited to go out there and see it for yourself in person. And the other aspect for Bandy is, you know, the off the field stuff, the recruiting stuff. You know, he has visited Miami recently, recently. So it'll be good to kind of interview him face to face, look in his eyes, see what he says about Oklahoma, see what he says about Miami, kind of gauge his interest in if he's going to stick out with this commitment with Oklahoma, or if he's going to start testing the waters a little bit and see what's around there, which is, it's tough for, you know, Oklahoma to hold off some of these kids. One of the great things about going national is you, you really open up your doors to a lot of places in the country, but it also is kind of harder to hold down the net, you know, when, when you're, when you're stretched as far as they are. So it'll be nice to kind of talk to Trajan Bandy. And I don't know about you, ER, Eddie, who's someone that you're excited to see 
out there this week? Gosh, I I don't know. I've be kind of come come become a huge fan of uh, of Chris Robinson. Obviously, he is uh, committed to Oklahoma in the uh, 2017 class, but uh, you know he spins the ball so well, and he did so well at the Elite Eleven. Uh, he got re- he got invited to the opening to uh, compete, but uh, you know, I, I him I, I've seen Baron Browning. We saw him down at the Rivals Camp. He's I guess he's just unbelievable the way he moves and the way that he can do everything uh, that you ask of him. Uh, I don't know if there's necessarily one guy that I'm just dying to see in person, but I'm more excited just for the uh, the competition of what they do when they go up against each other. I thought it was really fun in the times that I've been to five-star uh, events in the past, whether it be out in Atlanta in the first year and being able to see Joe Mixon and uh, Micaiah Quick and LJ Moore, Hattari Bird, those types of guys. And uh, and so I'm just excited to get over there and uh, and see more guys out in Atlanta this year. I think sometimes I, I, I get so lost in the Oklahoma high school bubble that uh, I forget how good some of these guys are and how badass some of these guys are in, in high school. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, how Chris Robinson and some of the guys that I have seen, how they stack up against some of the uh, nation's elite. I have to jump in for one second here. I want to take, I, I want us to all think about this and wait for the moment that Eddie starts taking wagers, uh, how many reps Marvin Wilson will actually lose. I know Eddie's a huge Marvin fan, and I want to see if Eddie is actually betting that anyone – I think Eddie may set up a book on the side and try to see if Marvin Wilson will lose one rep or two or three because, you know, like I said, I know he is literally one of Marvin's biggest guys and loves watching him in these reps. And seeing him go against some guys like this is going to be awesome. You know, he finally faces some guys on his level, snap in and snap out. It it. He's not going to lose very many. I'll say that right now. He's he, it's just not going to happen. But uh, you know, we'll have to see how much time I'm spending over there. I got uh, my boy uh, Anthony Rizzo and uh, KB. They're coming in town. We're going to try and meet up for dinner at one point in Atlanta. So uh, we'll see how much I get over to the football stuff. Well, and I'm I'm just kind of looking at the list here, uh, going through it myself. Really, for the first time, I haven't looked at it completely, but uh, it's going to be kind of interesting because uh, you know we'll be there on Thursday, which is the check-in day. Uh, so that's really the day you get to talk with people. I remember talking uh, to Anthony Hines and his dad last year. You know, they they drove all the way out to Baltimore a year ago. I guess they they must be driving out to Atlanta because uh, there's report out there that uh, they're gonna that he's gonna stop in at Norman on Wednesday, uh, which you know he's been there so many times. I would think that they maybe try and go somewhere they haven't really been, but. Uh, so it'll be interesting to get to talk to him a little bit about what's going on with him, knowing that he's just been uh, visiting Norman on, on the day before he gets there. Yeah, you know, and to me, what's kind of interesting about it is you look at where for Oklahoma, where they have needs right, right now along the offensive line, along the defensive line and at linebacker. I mean, there's there's one commitment basically per position right now in, in their 2017 class. And, you know, we talk about guys, you know, we talked about Marvin already. Greg Rogers, the Las Vegas defensive tackle, he'll be there. A guy that I think a lot of people think could be Oklahoma's best chance at an elite defensive tackle. He's been very high on OU. Uh, was actually supposed to visit last weekend and wasn't able to get it together um, uh, due to, you know, just finances and some of those things. But he he's adamant that he wants to get to Oklahoma, can't wait to make that trip when it does come. So I, I think Oklahoma's definitely – 
definitely a contender there. And, you know, you add in Marvin. And then at linebacker, you know, we touched on Baron Browning a little bit, but two Southeast guys, uh, Jacob Phillips from Tennessee and uh, Tyler Taylor from Georgia, both have already visited Oklahoma. I think there is every reason to expect, uh, particularly with Phillips, that a return trip will happen. And so, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Taylor's the number 120 guy in the new Rivals 250, and Jacob Phillips is 109. So if you're talking about Oklahoma can land even one of those guys out of the Southeast, that's a huge win. And we get a chance to talk to those guys, see them up close, watch them work uh, against some of the better running backs and quarterbacks in the country uh, in some of the camp drills that I don't always love, but you get a chance to see these guys and kind of how they move and how athletic they are. Well, and I'm I'm curious to see. I want to see Baron Browning go up against these guys because I mean I you know watching him down in Dallas, I just can't imagine that there's uh, you know very many linebackers out there that that are as freakishly impressive as as he is. And one thing that's standing out throughout this conversation is, like we talked about in the very beginning, is there OU's not going to land all of these guys, but it, at some point it becomes a numbers game and. And I don't know the last time Oklahoma was just involved with this many guys. They just have a shot at. They've had these guys visit with this many guys. I mean, three commits, Bandy, Brown, and Robinson are gonna, already going to be there. Then you have guys like like we mentioned, Filiaga, Lewis, Browning, Ely, Phillips, Taylor, Okuda, Pryor, Muhammad, Wilson. The list goes on of guys that have legitimate interest in Oklahoma. So that's going to be really interesting to see kind of how that week evolves and if opinions change once they're around other commits who have their own kind of opinions and stories and backgrounds with these schools and those three OU commits will be there and in people's ears and it'll be kind of interesting to see how the story evolves while we're there, see who kind of shifts towards one way or another, who gravitates towards one kid or another. It should be kind of interesting to see behind the scenes if there's an Oklahoma group or a route that takes hold or not. I think that's something that definitely will happen too, Josh, don't you think? Yeah, and and Eddie, I'm sorry I kind of jumped in there on you. With Joe brings up a great point because, you know, you see stuff like that. And we see it every year at these major camps, these major events, when guys kind of start hanging out together. You know, like last year for me, one of the – you know, I don't want to call it a tell because I don't think he'd made up his mind, but Caleb Kelly spent a ton of time with Chance Sylvie at the Army game. That's not a coincidence. Those things don't just happen. Now, you know, I guess that's wrong. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they have meaning. So if – you know, you see, you know, Trey Brown and Trajan Bandy hanging out with Jeff Akuda a bunch and really, you know, and, and I guess more importantly, Jeff Akuda coming around them. Th- that's not a bad thing for Oklahoma. That's clearly a good sign that, you know, he's got a relationship with some guys, some guys maybe he'd like to play ball with. And then you look around, you know, Baron Browning, uh, Baron Browning and Anthony Hines. I mean, you kind of look down the list and um, you see some of these guys that could fit into um, – you know, what OU's wanting, and Joe's right. It's just a game where if you're in on a lot of these guys, you're right, you're going to lose on a lot of them because, you know, there's just only so many elite guys to go around. Alabama has to take three stars. That You know, I don't care how good you are, you're not going to get a whole class of rivals 100 guys. But if you're in on enough of them, you know, Georgia's going to fill up or Alabama's going to fill up or, you know, whoever you're looking at, and then all of a sudden a guy that maybe you didn't think OU had a chance at, but they hung around and had a good season and, kind of presented a good pitch to him, all of a sudden they get that guy. I mean, you know, you, you look at it. Guys, you remember a few years ago when you went to Baltimore, nobody was talking about Joe Mixon and OU. We went there kind of as Joe Mixon was one of the few guys that seemed to be really involved with OU. That was but Chicago. no one, even us, was talking about OU and Mixon at that point. That was Chicago. Oh, it was Chicago. Well, See, I so I, rarely I get, to, get to correct Josh on anything. <laughs> I'm just going to relish in this. 
I well, I think I led him down the wrong path because I think I said Atlanta earlier too. I never. I mean, Atlanta, you know, at and, least the original Atlanta, you had DJ Ward and Stan Von Taylor. Yeah, that's right. And then you also had uh, maybe rest in peace, Greg Bryant. That was, you had that, Atari Bird, Mackay. Atari, uh, not Atari Bird was Atari there. Yeah. Moore. Yeah. They missed their flight. Didn't get in until like halfway through the first day. That's right. LJ Moore and Atari Birds. Mm-hmm. Pour one out mm-hmm. for them. I, How I much has this camp changed since then? I mean, you know, I, I, and I like DJ Ward and Stan Von and those guys. They're not getting an invite right now. I mean, these these are the top you know, cream of the crop kind of guys. Yeah. And as good as I think DJ and Stan Vaughn were, I, I don't know that they get an invite in this era. I would say the Chicago camp really became one of the best camps. I mean, that's when it really started. I don't remember what year that was. I think that might have been the second year. Yeah. Yeah, that could be right. we going to Baltimore. I, I'm still but, not over it as my dad is a huge Bears fan, and I, I don't think he's ever forgiven me for not going on to Soldier Field. It was really cool going to Soldier Field. That place is cool. Um, yeah. But, I mean, like in that one, think of the quarterbacks you had in that one. You had Joe Mixon. Like I said, you had uh, Leonard Fournette there. Um, that was Makai Quick was there then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, no, I mean, that, yeah, that first one was really like – I remember when they had the first – uh, U.S. Army game when Vince Young was the quarterback and it was just like at a high school somewhere and it wasn't really that big of a deal and so it's kind of become a bigger and bigger deal. It definitely has. I mean, I th- I think it's it's also helped with uh, just with Under Armour being the name sponsor and everything. I think a lot more kids are more apt to want to go to something like this now than they used to be. I think that people realize how big of a deal and how big of an honor it is to be invited to something like this. By the way, when we were talking about um, you know all the all the guys that OU is actually in on. And Josh was so very eloquently talking about that. All I could think of in my head was old man Josh going, you don't, you miss all the shots that you don't take. <laughs> you, so, I've been around too long. You guys know I love stuff like that, man. I'll go with the cliches all day. And yeah, I mean, but, you know, I keep looking through this list. I keep finding guys. Anthony Cook from Houston Lamar is a guy that OU offered recently. B.J. Foster from Angleton, Texas, another one. I mean, Grant Delpit, a guy that's now at IMG from the Houston area. Um, you know, and you just keep going on this. Uh, Lenore from uh, Los Angeles. There are so many guys, and it's not even that all these guys are pure OU targets, but OU in a lot of cases has some involvement with these guys, and if things, like I said earlier, don't fall one way or another or maybe the way they expect them to, they can go back in with these guys, you know, especially if you're having a big year and, you know, Baker Mayfield's doing things on the field and, you know, OU's running at another playoff berth, then you get in the door with some of these guys that maybe you were only half-heartedly involved with for the four months prior. And there, there are only so many times when you, you have to this, this juice behind you, for lack of a better word, that je ne sais quoi, that OU kind of sees, seems to have right now, that, that there seems to be a little bit of fire behind the program and this is the time to capitalize. I mean, look at uh, they they have ten four star commits right now. If you look at last year's cycle, they didn't get their tenth four star commit until Caleb Kelly sent his letter in on the last day on signing day. So that kind of shows you where they're at right now and what they kind they need to be capitalizing on. Because you really, I, I mean, at some point though, they do have to can have a great season again and continue that momentum. But I think that that this five star you get all these players together. I think something could probably build here with that Sooner Squad seventeen type stuff. Why does Joe use foreign language? I didn't drop a hashtag. I almost dropped a hashtag. A but watched pot never boils. 
Why, why do I know that you're actually watching my mouth move do with as you recruiting. do the old man thing. Old man Josh, but, you know, Exactly, whatever. it's old man Josh. Like, Kerry, I can see it in his mind's eye. Like, it's me talking in a 90-year-old man's voice. I like to get on the Twitter. This isn't tell, music. Tell kids how to live their lives. I think the other part of the uh, the five-star challenge, too, is the, is the point where you see a kid that has been invited I'm trying to think of the kid's name. He was from Kentucky. He was a quarterback. And you just walk away thinking, this kid sucks. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about the guy at the oh. Army game? Oh, the it was Army, the Army, Army game. Practices? It was the Army practice. He was it was terrible. Army. Yes. Yep. Kid signed with Auburn. And I'm going to have to look Yeah, I'm, he's, I he was have to terrible at practice. Zeke or whatever? Zeke Pike. Zeke Pike. Zeke Pike. That's exactly who it was. He was terrible. Yeah, I remember watching those practices going, how did this kid, who does this kid know? Like, how did he get here? I remember that kid. He was in the... Uh, he was my nephew. He was in the school of uh, just be a punk to everybody. I don't think he had any friends. He's one of those kids where everybody you talk to said, nah, nah, that kid's not for me, which is really not the reputation you want. Okay. That's my, that's my dynamite dropping <laughs> for the day. All right, uh, so... Uh, as we said, Friday is when all the stuff on the field starts. Um, Eddie and I might be pulling a little magic. We've got some live streaming stuff that maybe yeah. we can do. So uh, maybe we can do some live interviews on Thursday. We're going to try some of that. So that should be no, no, no. Cool. The fr- I thought Friday was the uh, Saturday, Sunday was the actual field stuff and then friday is okay wednesday because i'm not getting in till thursday okay thursday yeah thursday is the interview stuff okay that's like when the check-in so that's when like we'll be doing a bunch of interviews and talking to people uh and then friday will be it'll be friday saturday sunday so it'll be friday is the first field work and then saturday's all day and then sunday's underclassmen what we've just learned is that Kerry once again will be on his own for the media day portion of the five star bullcrap. No, I'm I've got early flights for these two turds over here. Yeah, no, they're Thursday. on Thursday. We're they'll be in Thursday Dallas. Night. Yeah, but you the, get there at like noon. Not on Thursday. Not on Thursday. We get there Thursday night. We'll be at the uh, Mesquite Camp in the Grand Prairie all day Thursday. Mesquite Camp doesn't start until oh, three o'clock. That's why that's I don't. Right. Yeah, I don't, you're getting on the plane oh, Thursday night. Right. I don't. Mm-hmm. I thought the field stuff was... No, 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 no. Thursday is the... Okay, never mind. I'm totally screwed up. See, I'm flying on Wednesday all day. Yeah. And Thursday's when it starts. Gotcha. That's the conference that I have to sit through. Friday is the check-in, and then they're on the field Saturday, Sunday. And then Friday, yeah, Friday's the check-in. I like this story so much better if Kerry was having to do this, just do it flying solo with like 30 guys rolling through. I Here's what I do, is I don't pay attention... And then Courtney Rowland from, from Aggie Yell, she will text the kids in the room saying, hey, can I, can I get an interview with you? And then they get down there and they have fat old man. Like, nope, sorry, bait and switch. <laughs> but you know, that works every time. You get Courtney to text someone. So just know, just know that. So, so what you're basically saying is, is we need to start a catfish. And we need to start catfishing this ki- these kids to come down. Just get a hot chick that doesn't really that work doesn't for exist. Us. Yeah, we're gonna call that move. We're we're gonna call that the Melisandre. That's Game of Thrones. You know the the hot redhead that turns into the weird weird old lady for the Game of Thrones listeners out there. That's that's gonna you know 
that's what that's going to be. So Spoiler we're going to have to call it the Melisandre. Josh needs his own Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> oh, we can do that if we'd like. I know Joe's in. I am totally in. That weird Joe haven't, guy wants to do it too. Haven't seen one episode. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, oh yeah. uh, Josh, you haven't seen The Office. I'm, I'm total hardcore. Yeah, nerd Josh can't the say crap because he hasn't seen The Office. I mean, come on. <laughs> all right, we're just gonna have to have a Sooner Scoop staff member movie slash TV show night, and we're all gonna catch up on all the things we need to watch because this is a travesty. Josh needs to watch The Office, and Carrie and Eddie, you need to watch Game of Thrones. That just has to happen. I need to make some changes. I've got right a staycation here. coming up here pretty soon. I'm finishing off House of Cards, and I might start Game of Thrones. Oh, see, Eddie got me into House of Cards, and now it literally the day it comes out within three days, I've gone through the next season. Uh, let me ask you this, Josh. Any of you, a uh, guy at the at, at the five star that you are most confused about in his in his interest in OU that you're looking forward to kind of verifying or denying or whatever. I. I think it might be, um, you know, and I guess it's a guy that I keep coming back to a little bit is, oh, well, I, I haven't talked about him now, though, is Isaiah Pryor. Uh, the Ohio State commitment was supposed to camp at Oklahoma this week, actually isn't going to make, you know, didn't end yeah, up coming in. Yeah, was supposed to come in. in this weekend. And yeah. the reason and, I was told the coaches were given is he wanted to rest up for this. He didn't want to yeah, screw around. Yeah. But I know, I mean, he stayed in contact with Kerry Cooks. Like, I mean, he it, it's, and his... For those that don't know the story yet, I mean, his dad played with uh, with Mike Stoops. I mean, they go way, way back. He At and his Iowa, two brothers yeah. actually used to work the OU camps in the early uh, days of Bob Stoops' time in Norman. So there is a lot of connection there. But I can't tell. I mean, is he going to take an official visit to Oklahoma? Is he that serious about it? Or is it just kind of a, you know, a, a nod of the head to his father's friends? I don't really know where that stands, I think we get a chance to get some answers to that this weekend. I don't know. Isaiah is a very he is he is very serious. Like he is so there's no there's no joking around with Isaiah Pryor. Like it's not it doesn't go well. Like you don't really find a time to press him on how he really you don't really sit down and say, Isaiah, how do you really feel about things? I mean he's not gonna He's not going to, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and open up to you and tell you intimate details. Like, he's not that guy. So I'm, I, I think even the OU coaching staff is kind of, like, clueless as to where they really stand. Well, and you know, Kerry, you've been next to that kid. He's not some, like, if he gives you that eye, you're like, this dude might just beat me. Yeah, like, he's I mean, massive. He's a, I mean, like you said, he does not smile. He's a real serious-looking dude, and he's a big guy. So you're like, man, I don't. I don't want to mess with you, but like, can you just answer a couple of questions Did and we'll you get just out of here? Maybe have a little personality and make me feel better about myself that I'm, you know, that you don't just completely hate me, buddy. I'm gonna just text you a couple questions if you get back to me. <laughs> but that I think that is something like even even the OU coaches have had you know struggles kind of figuring him out and his personality sometimes, and that's I worry that you have a guy that's committed somewhere. And he's like that. Like, do you ever really get a chance to change his mind once he's made it up? And, you know, and to totally digress and add nothing to that conversation, the two other guys, and I'm just kind of sitting here looking at the list a little bit, Cam Akers is a guy that's come up a lot right on the fringe of the five stars, uh, number 27 player in the country, kid from Mississippi. 
And there's been a lot of buzz lately about OU starting to try to get involved with Najee Harris, the number two overall player in the country. Now, he's committed to Alabama. I don't think much is going to come of that. But it's something we can kind of see what you hear, you know, maybe if he might, you know, because Oklahoma has such a track record, particularly in that area of California. I mean, he's from the same area as Joe Mixon and Jordan Parker and some of those kind of guys. So, uh, Drew Samia. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe Oklahoma can at least get a visit out of him, which obviously, as the number two player in the country, would be a huge story. The guy, I watched some of their spring game. Did Bo Scarborough get hurt in their spring, Alabama spring game? I think so. Or like get he had a pretty serious injury or something during spring. I remember we were texting right when that happened. I think uh, something somebody got hurt and got taken off the field. But that other dude they got is going to be really good. I can't remember what his name is. It's a very common name. But yeah, you wonder if 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 they have someone that really establishes themselves. If you know Harris starts looking around a little bit. Well, and could you tell the difference between Scarborough and, say, like a small car? That dude's a huge human being. Like the the pictures of him standing next to Derrick Henry were ridiculous. That he 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 made Derrick Henry look like a little kid. Yeah, he's uh, he was at Chicago too. I remember I got in an elevator with him, and he'd been like a he'd been an Alabama commitment for two years or something at that point. I get on the elevator with him. And uh, I said, hey, Bo, and he was like, you're from Oklahoma, right? And he lifted up his shirt, and he was wearing an Oklahoma shirt underneath. I mean, like, he's still likes Oklahoma, like, even though he signed with Alabama, went to Alabama and all that. That's one of those kids that could have played, I mean, he could have played back in the 30s and whatnot when they were playing both ways. Name a position that that kid couldn't play. I'd put him at left guard, and I bet you can get the job done. (laughs) He's going to block the guy in front of him. The backup you were talking about, Kerry, that's Damian Harris, former five-star that's kid right. out of Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You, and I'm looking at the Alabama depth chart. Who joins Damian Harris on the second team? Norman Norse, David Cornwell. He's not second team. He was that, terrible. That's in that what I'm game. looking at from our, from our I own think, Alabama side. I think site. David Cornwell has become the guy that Lane Kiffin uses to screw with his other quarterbacks. <laughs> I seriously think that's his, his role. He's on scholarship just for that. It wouldn't surprise me at all. It would not surprise me at all. I, I, I just don't see... Uh, I think we've talked about it a little bit more and not just bag on the kid or get too much into Alabama, but I just don't see uh, David Cornwell and uh, Lane Kiffin's personalities matching up to very much. I would be shocked if David Cornwell threw a meaningful pass for Alabama at some point. I would see more of an issue between, um, let's say, some of those around Cornwell and maybe Nick Saban. Like that, that would be where I would see, ooh, there, there could be some issues there. And I'm kind of surprised it worked out to the tune of him signing. Nick Saban just, all he cares about is just don't turn my football over. Yeah. You have to change the way Cornwell thinks, the way he plays football. I mean, he, he will try to throw anything he can. And I'm not, he, I, he does not have the arm talent that, that he thinks he has or to fit into what Nick Saban is trying to do. I, he has arm talent. He just, he just wants to throw everything through an iron wall. Mm-hmm. And that's, Nick Saban will not be having any of that. You hold on to my football, and you hand it to my running backs. Thank you, sir. Gosh, if Alabama could just get a couple five-stars every year, they'd be fine, but be they something. can't. Uh, yep. Real quick, uh, underclassmen, Josh, any word on uh, any anybody we'd be interested in that might be going to that on Sunday? I don't have a list in front of me. I know, um, you know, there, there's some of the usual suspects, guys, you would, you know, that we've talked about for quite some time. But as far as maybe a local guy um, that I know that we actually had a chance to see in Kansas City, Ron Tatum will be there, the, the defensive end from Putnam City North, that was really pretty good. Um, 
Now, I know I'm going to leave off a whole bunch of names, but there should be a lot of local Atlanta area guys. And with Oklahoma making such a focus of Atlanta over the recent years, especially um, since the arrival of Kerry Cooks, I, I think you're going to see several guys uh, that we come out of that camp talking about that are that end up with OU offers and maybe end up you know, taking trips. Uh, guys like Notori Johnson from um, – from the Atlanta area that visited OU this spring before you know eventually committing to Georgia. But again, like we talked about, you want to get the, get involved with those guys, get in there early, and I think you'll see some names like that pop up. Yeah, and Natori told me that he was going to visit OU again, you know, a day or two before he committed to Georgia. So he's somebody to watch that he might resurface back with Oklahoma again down the road. That wouldn't shock me either. All right. Well, um, any any other business we need to get out of here before we conclude? I think I'd just say in closing that, you know, this, I think what we hit on at the at the top of this is this is the first year in a long, long time that uh, we're going down to a, a national five-star event, and Oklahoma is kind of the talk of the, I don't want to say the talk of the town or the talk of the camp, but they're certainly a player for a lot of guys down there, and I think that if anybody wanted to uh, look for a, a spot for the momentum that they kind of took from last season, the from the semifinals appearance, you're seeing all of it now. I mean, they have the number two recruiting class in the country right now in the 2017. They're, they seem to be off on a good start in 2018, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how everything that they're throwing out there is being, uh, I guess, gobbled up and perceived by uh, other national guys and, uh, and national recruits, and uh, I'm really excited for the weekend. Yeah, this will be a nice litmus test to see uh, how the what the Oklahoma brand resonates nationally, uh, what the perception is, because you know there's a lot of buzz in this area. But it'll be nice to see some of those national guys and what they're thinking of uh, Oklahoma's recruiting in this cycle. And uh, it's just gonna be. I'm excited to go see. Uh, I think what like what Eddie mentioned earlier about kind of changing perspectives. You know, you watch Oklahoma kids enough, and I'll scream and yell and pound the the table for Quinton Lewis, and then I may go to this uh, five star camp and have a. Uh, a reevaluation of what uh, what kind of guys they're capable of. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, you know uh, that's uh, Joe. That's the perfect point. I mean, you know, you see when you see Oklahoma guys, you kind of get an opinion of, oh, well, this guy's here, that guy's there, and then and you move into the regional ranks, and it kind of waters it down. Then you move national, and you really get a perspective. But the thing that I, you know, and to kind of go with what Eddie was talking about, this is a kind of an opening punch because there's three OU commitments that are going to be there. But in a month's time, they'll all be at the opening in Oregon, and OU is going to have nine or ten guys there, and you're going to see, you know, even a bigger impact. And it's a chance for guys like Chris Robinson and Trey Brown and Trajan Bandy, who are all also going to be in Oregon, to kind of start to talk with these same guys that they're going to see in a month's time. So this is kind of like we talked about in Dallas with that camp. This is a camp for uh, a big chance for Oklahoma to build some momentum, and then they kind of get to carry that into July. When I'm going to think they're probably along with Ohio State, probably the most represented team there as far as having commitments on hand. Josh, this is older you. I just had a message for you before we left. Don't count the days. Make the days count. That's from Muhammad Ali. Kerry is way too pleased with himself. By the way, I'm I I we did not discuss this. How did your travel marriage go with Joe in Kansas City? We never got a report on that. Oh, that was beautiful. That yeah, Joe Joe loved it. I didn't come in until he was ready to go to sleep. I you know with my seven hour layover in Houston, I, I was the perfect. He had the room pretty much to himself for the night, and then I got in and we pretty much went to sleep. 
And, uh, you know, like myself, he's an early riser, so I didn't have to worry about, you know, pissing anybody off with my, my 5.30 or 6 a.m. wake-up calls on my phone. Diamonds are nothing more than chunks of coal that stuck to their jobs. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Old me, I can't wait to hear that. Got a lot to learn, Sonny. Uh, Eddie and I are uh, a married couple on the road. We're, we're working married. We, so, watched, we watched Kindergarten Cop and then uh, called it a night. I just want you all to know. Not a tumor. That uh, we did watch Kindergarten Cop. It was wonderful. Uh, I want y'all to know that uh, I will sleep in all your beds naked by the time you get there, since I'm getting there first. So, you got that to look forward to. I think Josh and I talked about uh, what we, banking advice, loan advice for purchasing retail or ha- no for a house. We're talking about uh, real estate stuff, so it was pretty riveting stuff. He's all yours. <laughs> He's all yours, Josh. To be a fly on the wall in that room. <laughs> All right, I have to go listen to Bob Stoops talk to the uh, boosters at Tulsa. It's Eddie has video to edit. Yeah, we're good. Uh, anybody that wants to know uh, what we saw or what we went over in the uh, prior podcast, uh, we'll have position breakdowns for each each uh, position for the uh, Scoop Spring Tour coming to a uh, Sooner Scoop near you. So anyway, um, we've got that, uh, but... I guess our next podcast will probably be after we get back from the five-star, if we all survive, which is not a given. But we are at the Georgia Dome. Yeah, we're, we're not, not outside. outside. That's, that's a big, big difference being down there. It's an enclosed environment. So, all right, guys. Uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. I've, I've really enjoyed Josh's old Josh showing up. That's going to have to happen more often. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm totally going to have some great quotes by the time we do this next time. I can hear your voice struggling to decide whether it wants to talk as yourself or old Josh. So it's um, you kind of have an old prospector thing, the old Will Ferrell skit that I, I kind of love. What happens to you, Josh? I don't, I don't know. What happened to make that happen? Did, did you, Years of torment and pain, of fatherhood and marriage. I didn't know it was going that bad, but okay. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. We'll wrap it up there. That will do it for another. Uh, this is two unofficial 40 podcasts Ooh. in one day. You can listen to them however you want. Uh, take the next couple of days. Uh, but for Eddie, for Joe, for Josh, I'm Kerry Murdoch. That'll do it. And we'll see you guys next time on the unofficial 40. <laughs>